Chad presents the Elks this week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game from the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Good afternoon, everybody. Well, I guess good morning, everybody. Uh, it, it feels like the afternoon. Morley Scott along with Dave Campbell. We are uh, on the field at Commonwealth Stadium. The uh, Edmonton Elks are practicing right in front of us, going through their walkthrough day. There are uh, hundreds and hundreds of fans here watching and taking part. Uh, it is the annual fan day for the Edmonton Elks. Uh, great setup here. you still got time to come down and take part in it. It's uh, going on till 1 o'clock this afternoon. A chance to get some autographs. Uh, they got some great activities going on here uh, for the kids. They got some food trucks, and they got Sammy Gahagan as well. Hey, Sammy, how are you? Good, man. How are you guys? Uh, we, are, we are good. Sammy Gahagan is, is the Elks uh, American Scout Director of U.S. Scouting and a guy who's responsible, in part, for bringing a lot of these guys in. First off, Sammy, how have you enjoyed training camp? It was great. I had a great time. Uh, you know, competition level was off the charts this year. Uh, we, we feel like we did a great job as far as building a new roster here and, and having a core group of guys that came in from last season and just adding uh, you know pieces to the puzzle um, so I feel good about it it was a great job you know the one there's been a lot of themes culture change is one uh, when you talk about the core from 2022 and bringing them into this season I think that was probably the, the highlight of the year is is identifying a core and several players have said we needed to find who wanted to be here yeah you know a lot of to a lot of people seeing the roster turn the way it did last year was a little confusing to a lot of people, um, but when you come into a situation where you're new and we're trying to put our stamp on what we want the Elks to be, um, we had to do it. So we found those core pieces, um, and then, like I said, with the Ceresnas and Taylor and KB and Dylan yeah. uh, and the rest of those guys that we kept along here, and then we finally went out in free agency and sprinkled the rest of the, the fairy dust, so to speak, on this roster. Uh, it was important. Uh, in fact, you mentioned the culture change. That last uh, preseason game, Jake Serezna came up to me on the sideline and said, hey, man, we really appreciate what you guys did over here. And the locker room's different. The vibe is different. And they're all feeling it. We're all feeling it. I was just telling Hernan on the way over, I hope I can contain myself because I feel <laughs> so electric from what's happening here. It's hard to contain yourself. Yeah. How tough was that last year to, you know, go through the roster and, you, you know, I, I don't know if you didn't necessarily know what you had, but when you come in late and even a month late can be really late in in football in in off-season terms but how tough was that yeah it's you know you never know what you're getting it's a roll of dice you know yeah. uh, especially when you've already gone through uh our workouts in the in the off-season you know all of our free agent workouts then we have training camp and you think when you get to training camp after all that off-season work oh we got a great one here and then sometimes like we saw last year it didn't work out that way so finding guys like mid-season like kb coming in dylan coming in uh was great and again it's all you see how many pieces we brought in and they just weren't fitting our puzzle. Uh, they didn't, and I, you know, I use this with Morley on Antler Up, they, the, the instruments didn't fit our, our symphony. Right. So um, we were able to find them, but thankfully we got a few of those guys and it worked out. Elks Director of U.S. Scouting, Sammy Gahagan, uh, joins us here. Uh, we are field side at Commonwealth. Elks practices are going on. They're walkthrough for the game.
game tomorrow against the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Five o'clock start. Ticket information at uh, Elks, uh, GoElks.com. Uh, and uh, we'll have it for you here on 630 Chet as well. Uh, five o'clock start, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff. Uh, Sammy, you mentioned Antler Up. Uh, first episode dropped today. It's uh, it's uh, season two. And uh, Sammy was uh, my first guest. We had some great conversations about how we uh, how uh, he put this team together with G-Roy, with Chris over the offseason. So uh, go to your favorite podcatcher and have a listen to that with Sammy Gahagan. I, when I look at when you look out, you see all these guys. Is there one guy out here today that's made the roster that you're going, man, I'm proud of that kid because I didn't know if he could do it or I hoped he could do it and he did it. Is there one guy out there? Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned about finding guys mid mid uh, uh, um, training camp or mid season. Uh, so Darius Braddon was a guy that we brought in after camp had started. Um, you know, I, I got a call from the NFL team he was at during the preseason. And, uh, and, and you know, we brought him in not knowing what we're going to have. Um, and like any defensive back coming to this league, struggling a little bit in, in the beginning with the, you know, with the motion and, and the waggle. Uh, but now he's a starter. So we're super excited about that. And it, we couldn't be prouder of him and what he's accomplished in the short amount of time he's been here. That's got to be a cool feeling, eh? Seeing a guy, spotting a guy playing for his Division two or whatever yeah. college level and saying, I think this guy's got something. And then today you see him on the field and tomorrow you're going to see him play. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, we, we like I said, I got a call from his NFL team that he went to rookie camp with. Um, I had looked him up and we had done some research on him and then I brought him into G-Roy and G-Roy and I sat there and watched probably an hour of film on him and we were going back and forth, uh, you know, because it, it's a different it's a different feel as a DB coming up here and knowing that we can get a guy to cover that waggle. And, and he's actually playing a spot where every team's best receiver is going to be right in front of him. So, you, you know, you had to find a real guy there. Um, so it was really awesome for us to have him and then we just had some injuries and we needed to get him up here and we got a starter out of it. So <laughs> I guess it's pretty cool, yeah. One of three rookie starters in the defensive backfield. Yeah, those guys, I mean... It, you know, They're going to get picked on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and they you know, know we hope they do. <laughs> That's why guys like Luchez and Ed are so so valuable and, and Enoch, you know, they have all these veterans in the room um, and Luchez doesn't mince his words. He's Luchez is 100,000% a team player, but he also will make sure that you know what you're doing and when you're not doing it correctly. So it's good to have those veteran guys back there. Now there's uh, been a lot of work that I think all teams have had to do in recruitment. If, the, the, if you're a CFL team now, you're, you're recruiting oh, yeah. because of XFL, USFL, and for me, maybe the maybe I'm wrong here, but the biggest issue is the, the name, image, and license deals that kids can sign. Yeah, it's 100%. Uh, you're right. And, and NIL is going to cause more problems than for, for a lot of the leagues than they actually believe, like they know, especially now they're getting NIL in high school in some states. So yeah. it's, it's going to continue to create an issue. Sammy, how long are you here for? I know you got to get back out in the trail. Uh, training camp is the only time we get to see you, yeah. usually, so it, it is great to see you, yeah. but I know you got to go and, and start start watching football again. Yeah, I, I'm on my, on Tuesday, 5 a.m., I am on the 46-hour trek back to <laughs> Daytona Beach, Florida. You drove up, right? I, I drove up this season, yeah, because I wanted to do school visits on the way home this year. Um, so I, I'm 46 hours. If a school's in my route, I'll, I'll be at it, and just like Chris did, last year when the season ended. We're going to continue that because it's obviously been super beneficial for the club. You can tell by all the talent we brought out here and all these guys that weren't here last year that we found by just doing those things, and we're going to continue to keep doing that to build the roster.
roster. Sammy, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Right. This is awesome. I, I wasn't here for this last year, and I just like the energy is just unbelievable. I, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's fan day. He's talking about here down at uh, Commonwealth Stadium until one o'clock. Elks on the field practicing now. You still got time to get down there. There's free parking. All you got to do is park your car and walk down the stairs, and you're part of uh, fan day here at Commonwealth Stadium. Game tomorrow, of course. Uh, Elks and the Riders. Uh, Sammy, safe travels. Thank you, and, sir. Uh, yes, thank you guys. Keep your glasses on so you find the good ones. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I'll continue to listen to you guys all year, like always. Thanks, Sammy. Excellent. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks uh, so much for having us. me. Thank you very much. Thank That's you. the uh, director of U.S. scouting for the Edmonton Elks, Sammy Gahagan. And uh, he's leaving bright and early Tuesday morning. And uh, uh, that's a guy who shakes a lot of trees and looks under a lot of rocks all football season. And that's what they did. I mean, now you can watch any player on film. You don't have to go anywhere. And for Chris Jones to say, look, we have to go and see these players up front. We have to vet them face-to-face, which is hard to do, you know. You, you could do it over Zoom. You could do it over, you know, a lot of different ways. But they actually take the time to go to schools and talk to players and talk to coaches about a player. That's a lot of work. But they did it. I mean, Chris Jones talked about going uh, home, and it's a 2,500-kilometer 2, trek or mile trek, whatever measurement he's using, and stopping in and talking to 20, 30 schools and getting home whenever he gets home. Like, first of all, that's quite the nomadic life to live uh, for for anyone in football, but it's Chris Jones. But look at Sammy. Sammy, you know, says, I'm going to do the same thing. And uh, look, they haven't kicked off yet for the season. But you and I have been here most days, and it just feels like a different vibe, and they got the players they actually feel will fit this roster. So hopefully it will translate. All right. Uh, Dave Campbell, uh, along with Morley Scott, we're at Commonwealth Stadium for Fan Day. Uh, if you're here and listening, drop by and say hi. If you're on your way down, uh, come on down because there's still lots to go here. They're here till uh, 1 o'clock today uh, with activities for the kids. Get some autographs. Get some, uh, what do they call them, uh, ussies now? Uh, hi. Instead of selfies, when you take one with somebody else, it's an ussie. That's an, I, I learned that on Ted Lasso. So, anyway, uh, come on down. Well, it must get, be true get then. Some, get clearly. some selfies, get some ussies, <laughs> whatever it is, and enjoy the day here at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, I'm Morley. He's Dave. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more of this special edition of the Elks this week on 630 Chip. Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Back at Commonwealth Stadium for Fan Day, and you never know who's going to show up at Fan Day, but the 2015 uh, top Canadian in the Grey Cup game is here. Shimon Chambers. How you guys doing? It's That's so good to see you, buddy. Man, yeah. to what, see are you, you what are you doing in town? Uh, just visiting some friends. Uh, obviously, I was sending you guys off uh, when I were, we were waiting to get on that I was working with Odell Willis. He's opening up his own facility on the south side of Edmonton, so we were just walking around some high schools, talking to some kids, trying to give them opportunities to work with guys like ourselves that are uh, that are in what's up? <laughs> that are in uh, that in the area and stuff like that. Obviously, for me, like Edmonton's given me so much, so the opportunity for me to come back and kind of work with kids that are in this area and whatnot would be amazing for me. So yeah, we're gonna have Odell on our pregame show tomorrow to talk oh, a little bit more man. about that too. I, so I, we've created a big chunk of time for him because he's Odell. Right? Take over yeah. and then uh, I, want, leave. I, I, I feel like because as our tradition was when when you played here mm-hmm. at this time of year, who's going to win the NBA final? Man, it looks like Denver's going to yeah. win. Actually, it looks like Denver's going to win. Um, I, they're they're uh, yeah. 
yeah, we've been doing this for a while. Now that I think yeah. about it, they're an explosive team. I mean, obviously, I was uh, kind of rooting for LeBron to get back into the finals, but that team just wasn't good enough to be able to get there. Uh, Denver has uh, Jamal Murray there, so obviously having a Canadian and a Canadian that's from Ontario, hopefully he's able to get the ring and they don't drop this lead. But it doesn't look like Miami's going to come yeah. back. Jim Butler's not playing the way he's played in the last three series. He's been digressing every series, so and obviously he's been working really hard. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be a Denver. yeah. I think okay. So. Enough basketball. <laughs> Go back to football. Talk about the football <laughs> talk here. So uh, you know what it's like to play for a Chris Jones coach team. Yep. Uh, what are the markers of success for a Chris Jones coach team? Uh, I would say being able to have great endurance. Obviously, you know in camp that he's going to be hitting you, hitting the players with the double barrel, and uh, double barrel is going to get you right. It might be taxing for during uh, during camp and during practices, but when you get into the fourth quarter, you're going to be ready to go. Obviously, having a great defense, young defense with big uh, and tall DBs, I'm seeing that that's what's going on this year, that they have some young and <laughs> yes. real lengthy DBs, just like what we did in, uh, in 2015. And it's yet, the Pat Watkins model, exactly, right? Exactly, and why not? It's tough to go against guys like that, like especially for me, seeing him every single day in practice, and then after that, going and playing in games, it was easy. And having a great receiving core, like I was saying last year, I thought uh, number 17 Obviously, we Dilla have Mitchell. a, Mitchell. a yeah, yeah. He, he impressed me a lot last year. And then uh, having Manny back and stuff like that, he's the OG of the team and stuff like that. I think that's great. And the additions, those guys are ballers, man. Yeah. Anybody left from when you were here? Yes. AG. Uh, AG and Konar are the two left. And they both left that's to right. come back. Yeah, since, yeah, since yeah, then, yeah, yeah. So those guys are the only ones left. It's good to see them. I haven't got to see Konar yet, but I caught up with AG a now, little bit. Was that Matt O'Donnell? I that saw you waving to as you went there, by. Yeah. And Andrew Jones. So a couple great. Cup champions are in here as well for Fan Day. We're supposed to meet up today, so I think uh, Ryan King's going to come through. Kinger, if you hear us, where you at, man? <laughs> <laughs> come to field level, Ryan. We're down here. Exactly. Um, so what are you doing now? How are you right. spending your time? Where are you living? I'm living in uh, Toronto, just around 30 minutes outside in Markham. Uh, right now, I'm working my own business. It's called Out the Chamber Speed and Agility, where I work with, actually, I, this offseason, I work with 15 CFL guys. The person who led the charge was Zach Caleros, which was amazing. Amazing. He had a great night last night, so that's kind of it's good for me. <laughs> um, and I had a lot of receivers, uh, Curly Gibbon Jr. Um, actually, Trey Ford was with, with us as well. I thought it was great for Trey to be able to come out with us and uh, work out with Zach. Zachson is probably like 12th year professionally. Trey's coming up, and I made the contact with him. I said it would be perfect for you to come out and work with us. Outside of that, I'm contractually working with a sports agency where I work with a lot of NHL athletes out in Toronto uh, at a gym called Junction Performance performance, sorry. Um, my mentor, Andy O'Brien, who works with the Florida Panthers right now, uh, he kind of put me on to working with his NHL guys just because it's, uh, it's, it's a good little gig, especially in the offseason, which is right now. Mm -hmm. It's their offseason, and it's been working really well. I, I enjoy it. You know me, guys. I'm a passionate person, so I want to stay tight to it, you know? Yep. Yeah. Now, how long have you been out? Uh, when three, was your last three, season? four years. Yeah. I've been, they've been asking me some questions, you know? They've been saying, I, it looks <laughs> Like you can play. Yeah. You know, I, well, I was going to ask you that. I just, I just, it's just kind of flashing on me. Your social media two, three years ago, you looked like you were working out and getting ready. And I'm thinking, oh, I think he wants to come back. Were I you? did. I do. I, you know, is it still there? Of course. It never <laughs> leaves, right? I'm very competitive. Right. Uh, and I'm working out with these guys as well. So, like, you get a good idea.
idea if you're like if you can still go a little bit but you know I'm enjoying time with my daughter I have a three and a half year old daughter um, it would be amazing to have the opportunity to play football for her to be in that get, get that opportunity for her to see that just because right. it's something that was so important to me but you know I'm, I do enjoy just hanging out here and with you guys and you know <laughs> not being sore when you yeah. can skip training camp so. oh I know I was like, oh, you guys are calling me September I'll be ready in September if you want me to get in there what's it like to see uh, you know the, the CFL draft is kind of it's it's a different animal than any other draft because it's hard to know uh, how to translate it right mm-hmm. a lot of O linemen get picked or D linemen but we're seeing more often that we're seeing skill positions like receiver or you look at the Elks the last two years they drafted a linebacker two linebackers and a quarterback mm-hmm. um, and we're seeing more first year draftees kind of make an impact if you look mm-hmm. at the fill pot so how how do you see the talent in Canada whether it's youth sports or you know down south is it starting to to kind of rise a little bit absolutely more? I think it only takes it's a matter of time right like you it's funny to sit down now and be kind of past it and being still like having a foot in and foot out right and being like watching the amount of kids that are getting the opportunity to play and it doesn't seem like it's like you're not used to hearing it that there's a Canadian kid that's going to be starting for you. Like, you look at the kid Clark Barnes down in Calgary. Right. He worked with me throughout the offseason. He's a week one starter. Right. I saw him during the offseason and was like, this kid's going to, whoever drafts this kid, you're getting a, a really good football player. And, you know, it just comes down to, like, I would say, like, guys like myself, Odell, people who are in these areas that have played in this game have to come back and make sure that we're equipping the people who are coming up in the game to be able to be ready to play and that's the exciting part for me I think that um, you know just the opportunity to to help and to see the amount of guys are playing it's we got to grow the game we have to I think COVID kind of uh, quiet things up a little bit for us but like you look at fan day is a great day right now and we just want to be able to grow the game and make sure that we're doing the things up here that's not just sending the kids down south right Right. so yeah yeah. for sure Uh, you met you brought up fan day this I think uh, it's a little different today because it's on a walkthrough day yeah. During training camp last year was in the middle of the season because of the labor issues they they had to postpone it. Mm. Uh, it's this is I think this is a cool day for the players because no let's be honest it strokes it's, the ego a little bit yeah lets everybody know yeah these these people really love us exactly and you know what it it gets you it gets I I, I was I was shocked too when they told me that fan day was going to be on walkthrough day I was like oh that's pretty cool because you know it just gets it more into a relaxed state you know what I mean and not only that the people who are here you get to meet the players and whatnot and then after tomorrow come come out and play the, yeah. uh, watch the game and watch the guys that you just met the night the day before so yeah. I think that that's really cool and I think that like even a Sunday game for the first game of the year because that's not like it's not a usual thing for me at least we play sa- Friday night games yeah. or, or Saturday night lights under the night yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Commonwealth and then I'll, I, and then after that Saturday you know you can have a game at, during the day or at night Sunday's going to be a great day to get this place packed so it's exciting Shema, it's great to see you man uh, thanks for coming too. over uh, uh, top Canadian in the Great Cup 2015 where's your ring how often do you bring it's your ring it's in my bag Actually, you know I couldn't leave it. It's in my bag. I I, I, I was gonna bring everything out tomorrow. I'm I'm very relaxed today. Tomorrow I'm gonna be. Uh, hopefully I can get a jersey. I'm gonna try to get somebody to get me a jersey. Uh, but I'll be decked out tomorrow and ready to go. I hope everybody's out here for the game and supports the team. And hopefully they can get off to a good start. It was uh, a treat to see you. Good to see you guys. Right too, on, man. man. Thanks, Shamad. Great you. to see you, buddy. Right, Take yes, care. Good luck with everything down thank the road. You, thank you. Uh, Shamad Chambers, former uh, member of the Edmonton Football Club. Uh, always love talking with him. Uh, as soon as I saw. I saw a guy turn around, big smile. I said, hey, that's Shimon over there, right? So uh, the biggest smile in the white.
Whitey's teeth. Shamad Chambers right there. No doubt. As I mentioned, top Canadian in the 2015 uh, Grey Cup uh, win for uh, the uh, Edmonton uh, Football Club. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we got more coming. I see uh, Commissioner Randy Ambrosi is here right now. We hope we'll be able to talk to him after the news. Uh, so we will uh, we will take a break uh, coming up. Uh, it's fan day down here at Commonwealth City. And the Elks are going through their walkthrough right now, watching plays uh, uh, right in front of us. And uh, we're going to uh, head to the newsroom coming up shortly. And then, as I mentioned, after that, we're going to talk with uh, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. All that and more coming from Commonwealth Stadium on Fan Day. This is the Elks this week on 630 Chat.